Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. The R-Rated Podcast. This week's guest is... Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is Bobby M. Prechtinger. You might recognize him because he is my father. (laughs) And we share the same last name. And I thought it'd be a good idea to fly to Austria and interview him because he has so much experience in different things and he has won several awards. They're placed behind us, next to us, but he can tell you more about that as we dig deep. But Bobby, can you share like where you were born and what got you interested into the film industry? Well, I'm from Austria. Yeah. Just like you. Anyway, I lived here to my teenage years, mm-hmm. but that was the big dream of entertainment. Decided right. to go to America to fulfill my dream. Mm-hmm. And while I was here in Austria, in my youth, I was actually a professional dancer. Okay. And I did some modeling. So I was always into, in, in some in, involved kind of, in yeah. fashion. Uh-huh. As you can say, I have I was going to say, <laughs> where did you just come from? You look like you walked off a runway. <laughs> well, if I may have, Yes. Show this show this camera angle right here. Yeah. This is a jacket that was custom designed for me. Okay. Walk towards this. Yeah, walk towards this camera too now. Carpet that affects me. Oh. Okay. And you can put some bullets in here, which I did. Airport. They took me aside. Oh my god. Because I had the bullets in here. When fashion kills. They almost arrested me for having the. But anyway, who's the designer? Is, the Tell designer me. is a very famous Austrian designer from Vienna. His yeah. name is Paul Prince. Yeah, I met him at the Berlin Fashion Week last year, right. which I'm invited all the time every year. I go there to uh, do what, like as a as an audience member, or be a big guest, and at the, okay. at the same time, the you know the agency and the management they work together with me. Okay, and we do some projects together. Very nice, and mm-hmm. you meet a lot of nice people. And I love fashion, as you know. Right. You're very fashionable. I mean, I love fashion too. I have a fashion addiction. Everyone knows that I like to shop. <laughs> yeah, I think that Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Exactly. <laughs> However, so he saw me yeah. and we connected so well and we became in the meantime very good friends and mm-hmm. I visited him in Vienna, Austria a couple of times. Yeah. And he just surprised me. I came to his house, he took my measurements and then next time I came to the showroom, yeah. all of a sudden he busted out with this. Sweet custom yeah, coat. Custom with snake. Wow. Crocodile, everything handmade. Wow. He that's everything. He literally cuts pieces and sews everything. I mean, it's amazing. He's a very talented person. And what was his name? Paul. Mr. Paul Prince. Paul Prince. Yeah, it's a okay. cool name too. Yeah, I like the name. Yeah. Paul Prince. That's, well, Prince is my dog's, dog's name. Don't tell him that Okay. Well, so let's take it back a little bit. You're, you did dancing. You live in Austria, but... I know that the film industry wasn't like necessarily the first thing you jumped into after being a dancer. You actually became a pilot. I usually don't talk about that. Yes. As I said, I was a a four-time champion in Austria Mm -hmm. dancing and twice. One time I became first and one time third, I think, in European champion dancing as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I started with ballet, went into modern dancing, hip-hop, breakdancing, everything. However, so when I decided to go to America... Mm -hmm. I thought I just arrived there and I'd be a dancer, you know, like a professional yeah, dancer. Entertainment. I wanted, yeah. I wanted the entertainment. Yeah. So I thought if I go there, I have a lot better chances. Right. Little did I know with no money, almost no English, you know, True. high school English. True. I wasn't even finished with high school at the time. Wow. That's brave to just be yeah. like, I'm going to go. By myself, I didn't know yeah. anybody. I went to California, 
in Northern California mm-hmm. and finished the high school. And I yeah. decided, uh, and then I started with elite model agencies. So I did oh, a cool. lot of the modeling yeah. on the side yeah. and wanted to act, but it was a thing of impossibility. Was there acting classes back then? Like, were you able to take them in school no, or like? No, yeah, we had the, like, like very small acting thing. It was like, yeah, I was actually part of the, like, dra- like, was it like drama class yeah, or something? Did, uh, Not like acting class, but like drama where you yeah, play. Yeah, we did just... music, singing, yeah. acting, and yeah. uh, we did the music of Hello Dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. I feel like that's where everyone kind of gets their first, like, no, but, spark. Uh, you know, the reason I got into the acting, actually, mm-hmm. Elvis Presley, when I was six years old. Elvis, okay. His first movie, one of his first movies, G.I. Blues, mm-hmm. inspired me so much. And I didn't even think about the acting. I just saw him and... I started making these moves, you know, dance yeah, moves. And yeah. also I took his now guitar lessons and both. Right. So he was the full package. It wasn't, yeah, when just, I saw it wasn't him, just acting, just it was music, me so dancing, much. like just him as a person. Exactly. As a yeah. person, he inspired me so much that mm-hmm. I started copying some of his moves and his songs and stuff. And people were like, wow, you did it so well yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. from there, I went to do dancing and everything right. else. So he was actually the one who gave me the push start. Okay. However, I came to America. And I However, started, <laughs> I came to America and I got woken up to the reality of what a tough sector it is. And at the time, I just did a student visa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't work. Right. In America. Which is a common thing. Yeah, it was such a terrible experience people. to get into it and try to yeah. go immigration. And stuff. Right. So, anyway, then I decided I have to secure myself somehow financially mm-hmm. and you know, socially. Right. Before I continue with my dream. And mm-hmm. somehow I, did, I sat down and I started thinking, what would be the next job I would love to do that I would enjoy? Aviation. And it was aviation, yeah. Airline pilot. Which is another, like, crazy big goal. For, I mean, like, it's not like you were like, you know, I'm going to save up, work at a coffee shop or work something, like, smaller no. while I save up for my acting career. Well, like, thing totally, was, like, detoured. The thing with me was I never cared about the money. Right. And I still don't really, it's not, I mean, it's a nice byproduct, but it was important to me, for me to live my dreams, to do something that I every day would enjoy doing it. Right. Otherwise it's like you're getting tortured eight hours, going to yeah. a job that yeah. you don't enjoy. So I didn't yeah. want to be one of those. Right. So I was naive, young kids, 16, 17 years old. And I said, okay, if I cannot be an actor right now, I'm going to be a pilot and then be- become a pilot. And later on, I go back to it. Wow. As simple and dumb as sounds, it actually worked out. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, what uh, were what were people your age doing career wise back in that time? Because uh, you actually, know the jobs always change. Well, so like, if, what was like the most like the thing you, like your friends were doing? Yeah. Or like your your siblings? Like, well, what when was I happening? was in high school in Austria, I did a trade school, hotel management trade school, which mm-hmm. is a three years curriculum. Yeah. I finished it just to have some backup. I'm, that was like your plan C. Yeah, that was like the, <laughs> that was like the back, last, back of the plan. <laughs> I hated it, but I did it for my parents also because they wanted me to have something just to fall back into. Right. I came from a very simple family, so I, I didn't have the family background, so I can say, oh, they financially can help me. And that. Right. However, I finished it and I went to the last class of high school to America. Mm-hmm. And then when I decided to become pilot, I was also, there was a naively 
decision making. I didn't know how hard, how. But do you think that's why it worked? Because yeah, you didn't know? Because maybe thinking, that would have scared you away. Thinking about it right now, thinking back, mm-hmm. I think that was definitely a strength of mine. That <laughs> I would just take it You're like, by the balls. Tunnel vision. <laughs> no, I was like, to the oh, red flags or I'm to not, the like, hard like obstacles. I told my mom, I would never do something I don't like. I'm not going to be in a hotel and serving other people being a slave. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I said, I want to do what I want to do. It has to be an art. I knew it has to be an art. Mm-hmm. And flying an airplane is actually an art as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like to me thinking about like the landing process is so stressful. I'm like, it's like the whole process. Like, is okay. How do you get down? Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so I became done at the time, actually in America, the mm-hmm. youngest airline pilot. I was two weeks before my 21st birthday. I was already, uh, already an airline transport pilot, but the issue, the issue you the license at 23. So I had to literally wait over two years to get my actual certificate. Oh, so wow. I could, yeah. To actually be to actually, Wow. So okay. then I became an instructor in between. Okay. And I became a, are you taking any acting classes in between this time? Like, or is it now it's like full focus well, on being a acting pilot? Acting was my whole life because when yeah. you do interviews for, you know, oh. for the, all the different interviews I had to go through all the selections. It was so, I mean, I would prepare myself mentally, just like mm-hmm. when you get a script and you prepare yourself mentally for the position. At that time, you know, I was so busy with and studying and flying and instructing yeah. and accumulating. Like how do you manage the time? Accumulating the hours. And then I was right. modeling a little bit in between, mm-hmm. but modeling was not, I, I enjoyed the actual continuity in the film. Right. In like but, static. Like, like and, movement. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, life is dynamic. So it's film. Right. Pictures are static. So it's, you know, so, whoa, put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. So I always say, if you stop something, it's like death because you Mm. stop the living of it. Right. So when you take a picture, it's a static. Like you're freezing a moment in time. But the moment shouldn't freeze because it's living moment. It's dynamic. It's always a continuation movement. Mm -hmm. Life is a dynamics thing. Right. 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 So. I wasn't afraid enough at that time. Whatever happens, happens. I try. If it doesn't go, I try something else. I wasn't afraid of failure. Mm. And it was also from where I came, from nothing. Right. And the eager and discipline I had. Because yeah. since the day I can think I wanted to be something. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm something now, but I should. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you started flying like really at the age of like 23. Cause you were like allowed to have your, like airline license, like, your airline. Prior pilot. to that, I was a flight instructor. Right. Actually, yeah. Chief flight instructor yeah. So your flight instructor. Now you're an airline pilot around age 23. Yeah. Little did, did I know that, you know, once I got all the, you know, college degree, mm-hmm. aviation, all the certificates that the hard process about becoming an airline pilot is the interviews. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's like leveling up to the yeah, next level. The it's hard. And you have to impress so like a, demanding how so, many people are you talking to? Yeah, how many people do you need to when I was going to their interview, I flew on a Boeing 747-400, which is at that time the biggest airplane in the world. Yeah. It was uh, the competition. And I think they interviewed like 15,000 qualified pilots and they took like Damn. 12 or 15. Scarier people. than an audition when you go yeah, for that, a movie. That was a <laughs> and, uh, but you got the part. <laughs> at that time, yeah, it was actually funny because I was the youngest from experience level, actually the least experience. I never thought right. I was going to land it, but right. uh, somehow I must have done something right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as I continued flying, I never left the dream of being in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was 27 and I was flying then 
in an airline and the, yeah. it was my birthday. Right. The flight attendant brought me a cake into the cockpit. Oh, that's cute. With a coffee. Yeah. And she said, oh, Bobby, you turned 27. And to me, it, it struck a panic because I thought to myself. Close to 30 or what's the yeah, panic? I'm 27. I still haven't fulfilled my children, which oh, was entertainment. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, at that moment, I kind of felt that I'm drifting every day one step further from my actual dream. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of panicked me mm-hmm. and I said, Oh, I have to do something about it now. Yeah. And yeah. then I start like slowly thinking, bang, 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 sorry, going back into it. You yeah. Know, trying to, so yeah. Then, you know, flying international worldwide. Right. So then it's like you like level up in your aviation career basically. And then you also like, you know, have kids, have a whole family life. So yeah, that was hard. <laughs> you're managing that. So at what age did, would you say you actually really is were like, I'm going to okay, go back. So I'm going to go to film. I, I, I took courses and mm-hmm. classes and I did a lot in fashion. Mm-hmm. I was doing music, music videos with some friends that were producers. Yeah. So I was accumulating information and experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was a pilot, I was then making quite decent money. And right. I reinvested a lot of the money mm-hmm. and somehow it worked out. Right. So I actually could, I was kind of financially free with 37. Mm. So mid thirties, okay. I didn't, you know, I knew I had. So 10 years after like well, having actually, that thought. Yes, kind of- like a full five, six years after I went on part-time flying. Okay. So I only flew on long about 50%, which meant like I had one flight a month. So I had like three weeks a month off. Yeah. So that, that's a big difference. Yeah, from so you were gone for like two weeks at a time. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I stopped buying books, acting classes and this and that. Oh, so cool. I paid more attention to that part. And then through fashion and some of the connections I had in LA, the one time I was in a music video, <laughs> actually as a, as an audience watching with some of my friends. Like someone in the music video watching yeah, someone I was, else? I was or? watching some of my friends doing music. Video. Oh, watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And one of the producers came up to me and said, Hey, you you get a special look. We're making a movie. Are you interested to be part of it? Oh. And he knew that I, I designed, I was in fashion. Yeah, yeah, well, so, yeah. I was, so I said, yeah, I'll try it out. <laughs> and he happened to be at the time with Eric Roberts. And, and cool. Was, uh, they wanted to do half Julia Roberts' brother, yeah. Emma Roberts' yeah, uncle. They're nominated and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then, so were you nervous though? Like, Oh, I was, I was the most nervous Cause now you're acting with someone that's like, actually, you know, like they're like has done movies and then you're like well, jumping those, into it. Because we played the big part of it also in Europe and mm-hmm. I connected them with Europe. Mm-hmm. So this way I, I, I demanded to get actually a pres- percentage. Uh, no, not only a percentage producer credit. credit. Oh, credit. awesome. So bef- and I never acted. That was my first movie. <laughs> and I heard the talk and they want to shoot some part of it in right. Europe. And I right. told him that I could actually help you guys. To connect you in, in Europe. To if it's in Austria, right? Because yeah, then it I goes back the to where you're like, from. I don't know, about half a million dollars. Yeah. And they saw that. And they said, hey. I said, I, can, I will do that for you guys, but under one condition. You give me a producer title. And they gave me a co-producer title, and I had the second lead role. So it, so it ended up working out. Yeah. And so what was your experience shooting a movie in Austria? Well, I remember on the first scene, <laughs> the first scene, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was actually producing, helping producing. And my, so you have to like jump back and forth. Yeah. It's like producer slash yeah. actor. Yeah. Mode. Well, I, yeah. In Europe, I was the only connection <laughs> from the producer. Well, yeah, it's very, it's small. So I came here, two it's months different. before here. I tried mm-hmm. to set up everything. It was so funny. And then the whole crew came and stuff. It was actually quite fun. Yeah. When, when we, when I, and then all of a sudden the director calls me and says to me, Bobby, tonight is your scene. 
But my scene was supposed to be a week later. Why did, Why was it early? Because they changed things around. Yeah, which always happens in the film. Yeah, when you're making movies, it. like schedules come out, but things always change. So you have to be ready for that. So it's always good to know your lines and your acting. That was another reason why I was too scared to be an actress. Yeah. So, okay. You, they call so, you and they're like, today's your scene. And I thought he was joking. <laughs> you like laugh. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. No, seriously. I'm busy. We talk later. And then I come on set and he says, are you preparing? I said, are you serious? I, I, I barely, I mean, I read the script once, but oh, I never my like God. read my lines. I was so nervous that I started writing, you know, the lines big and trying to figure out everything. I was like, shit, this is going to go definitely wrong. And it was yeah. in the late night. And were you able to use any of your like study techniques from, well, the, from, from the pilot, was, from being a pilot? No, not really. The, <laughs> no, not really. The thing that really helped me, I must say, and I'm continuing using it to this day on my own okay. films was I had some German, famous German actors from TV episodes and stuff. And he, t- I started blacking out. I don't even remember my <laughs> I remember I didn't even remember any line. And I was like, shit. He says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the lines. Okay. You know him. Just let it happen. And if it's a little bit different. Okay. So he yeah. was like more loose. He yeah. wasn't so like yeah, strict he was, on. He was very experienced. He was right. like six years on a TV show. But sometimes certain directors try to like. No, there was the, uh, one of the actors. Oh, the actors. Yeah. Oh, the co-actors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, you know, the director never talked to me and I, I kind of hated it. I didn't know what he really? was. Really? Why? That's interesting. Yeah, they always talk to the main guy, you know, at the time. And yeah, I was but like, still like, yeah, if you want the whole scene to be good, you have to talk to all the actors that are just have speaking lines. That's, that's why I said crazy. I apply this exactly now to all my films because then I went, I approached the director, I said to him, can you tell me a little bit of what, what mm-hmm. you, you want to see? Yeah, yeah. Character? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the character I had was like a kind of mafia boss or, mm-hmm. or you know, somebody lone shark or something. Right. Like that, right. But it was also like a comedy, right? Yeah, but it was a comedy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To be like a, a flamboyant kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like over express myself. Kind right. Of. Okay. Once he said that to me. It was like the best. You got it. Act- it was like it the was, key words that you needed. To it hear. was the best acting lesson I ever had. It was this, la- this <laughs> wow. sentence. And I always use the same thing now with all my actors. Mm-hmm. When I do a movie and I direct it, mm-hmm. I talk to them. I tell them what I want to see. Just give them a little hint. Make yeah. them feel comfortable. Kind of like let them fly. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, if I read a script and you read the same script, you will understand it differently. You right. see the character differently. Mm-hmm. But just that one, two sentence exchange with the director, I knew what he really wants. And oh, it was okay. so easy for me to act it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> we did the first scene. They called action. Yeah. I made it. I made it. I made the first scene. I yeah. came out <laughs> because it was like going to the other room. Right, and, right, uh, right. Talking to three guys. Okay. And when he said cut and I'm walking back to the director, to the camera people. To see what, yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh, shit, they're going to tell me off now. <laughs> he said, we got it. We got it in the box. <laughs> and after that moment, they come with the one shot Bobby. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, a one shot that saves so much time. Cause like when you yeah. have to do it like over and over, especially if you didn't know your lines, like that could yeah. have been a disaster. Yeah, but it wasn't. From the That's disaster, awesome. you went from disaster yeah. to one shot. But, uh, <laughs> they give me the comfort. Yeah. For the, the next, confidence. The confidence. Yeah. 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 For the next big scene I had with multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I was the main Mm-hmm. See that, like you were running the but scene. It's not so comfortable then because the director's information plus right. 
I performed the first scene so perfect. Right. Then it was like all the fear, all the nervousness just went away. Yeah. And I was like, I was, you became you, like, became I character. wanted to show that. <laughs> I wanted to show that I can do that. And You're like, I have more to show. Yeah. And then they, they actually really liked it. And you know, when the screening was, I got a lot of compliments and from there on, you know, I became not only an actor, I mm -hmm. became a producer as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. But the producing, I must say, I don't enjoy that much because okay. you get a babysit more or less like, It's Many. the business side of film, but I you, you have, yeah, you love yeah. business. You have a lot of experience. So that's actually interesting that you don't really like it, because, but maybe because you've been doing so much business in the past. When I decided to become an actor, you want to be creative. Me, I just wanted to be the creative. Yeah. That makes sense. The one thing I can remember is if I look back in my life to my childhood, I was born as a being creative. Of yeah. course, doing creative things enhances right. that. Right. Of course. But the one thing I knew is that I'm creative mm -hmm. because when I saw a dance move, I could do it better than anybody. Right. When I saw like, when I used to do other songs, Frank's. Yeah. Yeah. Like in person. Yeah. Person it was so easy for me. And yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And that's, that's a quick story. Like what your experience was in filming an Oscar. That's really cool. And then, so now you did acting and producing, but I know like most of your awards are actually for like directing. So how did you get from, from acting To directing. Well, as, as I told you, producing, I didn't enjoy because right. it's so much stress and babysitting. It's so much stress. Yeah. No, I, I Bless everyone who's a producer and well, is good I at it. You're producing. We love you. I have a lot of international connections, yeah. which helps for the set. Right. But the problem is, you know, relying on people, unfortunately, a lot of people are unreliable. Yeah. And it's so stressful. And I, I went into the entertainment to live my creative Dream, right. not to my business shit. Right. Otherwise I could have done other things. Yes, exactly. So then I did, um, you know, I played in some horror movie and some other movies. <laughs> you played with Danny Trejo, right? Yeah, Danny Trejo with some other anyway, yeah. movies. How was your experience? Like, you know, now acting alongside someone who's been in the, you know, acting for years. Well, actually I really enjoyed watching like big named actors mm -hmm. because I always, tried to compare myself to the best, not to the worst. And uh, I, I wanted to see how comfortable and confident they are in front of the camera. And that actually struck me seeing like when they call action, even if they don't know the lines good, they kind of just like they go with it. Play it so like they're like, Oh shit, yeah. I forgot the it's, lines. It's like, they don't even think about it. Right. Like you have to just recover yeah, now. Like you can't exactly. let people know that you messed yeah. up. Like right. a lot of these big stars, they just really, you know, they, they read it on big, Yeah. yeah, like all the lines and they write it as a, you know, tell us, yeah. Tell us all <laughs> so, the secrets. Well, so, we, well, my experience, like actually they, they have rehearsed their lines, but I also wonder like, you know, the older you get, the longer you've been doing it, you can probably get more of like, you know, hold the, hold the script up for me yeah. or like write the exactly. key words. So I remember the script, but they don't know it like detail. Uh -huh. And you know, the two people hold on. To It's like a poster. Yeah. You're like, like, and then the, Shuffling the cards, <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. that's probably a PA who has to end up doing that. So shout out PAs. <laughs> it was actually amazing for me to see while he's reading. Yeah, I don't want to say the name. Right, he's acting. Right, and that's like the next level. Like that's actually yeah, even harder. Right? Hard, yeah, and uh, that actually, I was like, wow, this guy can actually act. He reads and acts. Reads and acts at the same yeah. time. That's another kind so, of talent. But I guess yeah. So I went back to America to courses. Mm -hmm. And all different 
courses. Like, are you taking like master classes? Yeah, I took a master classes. Then these stress forgot to. Who, who, who? Because we've actually, I've had a couple of people on the podcast who've done people's master classes. Yeah. Film them. Help yeah. film them. Who? Who's I watched, someone? I watched Werner Herzog, who's a German Oscar winning right. director. I watched a couple of them, but you know, I always say to be good at something. It's your responsibility to know from A to Z everything about it. Mm-hmm. Once you know everything about it, you see, to me, acting is not a job. It's a life. Right. It's I, fun. Like it's, No, it's not only about fun. It's my life. Right. Film is my life. Mm-hmm. I think in film. I, I like Everywhere that. I go, to me, you're an actor 24-7. Yeah. You're a human being. When you go for an interview, you're a different You're person. the main character in your own movie, yeah. in your own world. You're right? a different character than when you go... To meet your mom, right? You're a different character. When you see your friends, yeah. See your friends. So mm-hmm. you're actually always acting. <laughs> Everyone's fake. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. When, see, the, the thing I always said when, when I make a movie and people come up to me, yeah. What do you want me to act or how you want to make? I said, if you act, I'm gonna throw you out of the set. <laughs> I want you to be, be yourself. Be, be, be it. Yes. Be yeah. it. So uh, I'll give you an example. Also, when I used to fly the airplane, mm-hmm. I was very young, and a lot of people would ask me, "How did you?" I always used to say. When I'm in the airplane, the cockpit flying the airplane, I am the airplane. <laughs> I was. I, I was so, no, <laughs> like seriously, it. I was yeah. tuned into it. Yeah, like you're in. Every little sound, every little thing, I was one. Like I was a bird. I was like the airplane. Yeah. And that makes me feel safe flying with you. <laughs> and this concept I took in any other thing when I cool. did business or film. Yeah. And like really become that. Yeah, you become have to that become that role, it. become you that director, become that whatever it is. Exactly, whatever you do, you have to become mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to do it. Right. Okay. You can do it. Everybody can do it. Right. But if you really want to like exceed to the next exactly. level, you have to become it. Mm-hmm. You have to taste it, breathe it, smell it. Like every day, I come up with new script ideas. I write some new things. Every talk I have with friends, feel it's also always involves a film. Even business, which, right. you know, it's like, it's part of me. Cool. It has to be part of you. Yeah. And you have to love it to do it for free. Then. Then you can start making it. Yeah. yeah then I think start. we've all been there having to, you know, put either your own money into work for free or, you know, yeah. try to use your resources as much as you can. Well, you have to pay the dues, as they say. But big, big step ahead to me is a big thing that I learned. Anything, regardless of what I do, is always saying, uh, if you want to be good in something, mm-hmm. you have to know from A to Z everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot write and read if you don't know the alphabet a hundred percent. Right. So how can you be a good entertainer if you don't know in the film industry right. from A to Z everything? So you have to be familiar with the script a little bit, uh, the acting, right. the producing, right. the directing, mm-hmm. the editing. And of course, everybody has a strength somewhere. Right. Yeah. But you have to know the whole information. Right. And then you succeed a lot easier. So what was the first project you directed about and what, where and what, like did the inspiration come well, from? It was funny. I was laying in bed. True story. And I was kind of disappointed from the movies I was involved with. <laughs> okay. The, that's, that's, no, that's the fair. Script of it. Well, you kind of have to, yeah. the movies weren't the bad. But, but like the dialogue, the dialogues. And then also dialogue is everything. I also didn't like the way the director cut some of the stuff. Or, I myself, yeah. okay. When I was as an actor participating, I thought this movie is actually not bad. When I saw the end result, wow. I was you were like, a little disappointed. Yeah. You could have done a lot better job because there was so many good, not 
mice in general. In general, like as a whole, yeah. And and then I thought to myself, the scripts are not deep enough. Mm-hmm. They're like a remake it's and generating thing. A sequels. sequels or, yeah, yeah. And I kind of got tired of that. Mm. I thought to myself, I can definitely tell a better story than these guys. Okay. So one night, <laughs> it was funny. I was laying in bed. Yeah. And it was like a flash. I didn't even see it. <laughs> Something I thought, you know, I felt it kind of. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, mm-hmm. I started talking to one or two people about it. And it was the first film that I did myself and script that I wrote. Right. It was a short film which was called The Maze. Well, now you're writing also. So you're yeah, writing and I, directing. Well, I, I said I, I can try it. <laughs> I, I was never a good writer, but I, I can have a, I'm a good storyteller. Right. And as long as I understand it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I started writing it with a friend, but I, I wrote, I made the whole story. Mm-hmm. And then they improved it a little bit. So it was a work together of us, but it was my story. And then I told it a few people and they were so excited about the story. Mm-hmm. And then some friend of mine introduced me to a wealthy person. Mm-hmm. And he said, <laughs> that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, uh, send me the script. I'll take a look at it. It wasn't a big budget. It was a small, right, right, right. it was just it's like a short film yeah, right. for me to do something. Right. And two days later, he financed the whole thing. Wow. That's awesome. That's and great. then I thought to myself, that was actually another kind of reward for me knowing that I'm doing the right thing. Right. Like you're like, that was kind of like a validation. Like, you exactly. know, maybe you could do this, right? Yeah. Like this could that's be it. legit. It's some older gentleman who's wealthy. Right. You know, thinks this right. is worth to put some money in. Mm-hmm. Must have been an interesting story. Right. And we did it. We shot it. I acted and directed in it. So, so how did you how did you do that? Like, how uh, would you act and direct at the same well, time? I would say, if you want to do something, if you want to taste an apple, bite into the apple. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to go and try. Right. The worst case scenario is like you fail and then you. It's you, like too sour. It doesn't taste good. Yeah, you, you change your strategy. Right. So what I did, brought the AD, mm-hmm. a girl uh, assistant director, assistant director on board, and you know. We went over the script, everything, mm-hmm. and I told her I want to direct it and stuff, but I need her assistant. And it worked actually quite well because I won four awards with the first film. Wow. And it was screened in Paramount Studios. Very cool. And so now at this point, you won for directing or acting? It was funny. I won for script. Oh, so directing. totally different. Yeah, I won for script. <laughs> You're like, actually, none of the above. I won for writing. Director. Okay. Wow. So your first best drama, it became the best drama. So, okay. So your first short film directing, you won best director, best director, best drama. I think best film and best script or something like that. I don't remember all of them. Actually, I'm not like there's one of them here. Yeah. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the name of it? Oh yeah. Read it. Let's read read it. (laughs) Okay. So it says Hollywood independent filmmaker awards and festival, the Mayfly cycle and best drama film. Yes. Director Bobby and Practice. That's so cool. Yeah. In twenty eighteen. So not too long ago, right before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. okay, so now like you have an award. Like obviously you must be like excited. It yeah, must, was, now you have even more of a validation. So what's the next are you like, okay, I need to direct something now ASAP? Like I wanna well, do the next thing. I just you know, I just thought to myself, well, People liked it, and then I had a speech on the end of the and people like right, people do a Q and A, cheers in the eyes, and they like the story. And then I just, you know, when I had time, I kept doing this and that, you know, different things. Yeah. But then I contribute more time to writing my ideas and stories mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I, I really, 
I love acting, but right. just telling story is actually a strength so of mine. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And, you know, with my experience as a pilot and I've done right. a lot of things, lived, lived in three different continents, right. done multiple things, it was almost easy for me to tell a story. Right, because you've seen different cultures, yeah. people all around the world. I've been I'm to 130 sure. countries, I think that's... Wow, 130. Me. How many times have you been around the... Oh, the globe. <laughs> I've been for sure a couple hundred times because when Holy I used shit. to fly, we had actually one flight was three weeks that flew one time around the world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so wow. where would you say is like your top three spots, I guess? <laughs> that is a bad question. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you said as I said, if you do what you do, love to do, mm-hmm. if you're financially comfortable, mm-hmm. anywhere in the world you are, it's going to be paradise you're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you live in the most beautiful place in the world, but you can barely survive. You have no job. You have no close people to mm-hmm. you, no family. Even paradise could be hell. Right. That's true. So you should make a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I always say, be interesting. I, I say the, the world is it, itself a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. We human makes it, make it not that pretty. That's fair. Because anywhere you go to work in the world, it's there's something beautiful about, about, it. about it. Yeah. Exactly. But when it's not beautiful, also, it's yeah. caused by human beings. That's very true. Okay. So now after Mayfly cycle, what are you writing, directing? Well, oh, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, We're halfway through the podcast officially now and uh, we haven't seen your face. So look at both cameras. (laughs) After May cycle, uh, uh, then I start concentrating. I start making some other movies as well with the producers that I was working with as producer and also act. But the man, acting became a little bit less. I concentrated more, more on directing and on writing. directing and writing shows. Yeah. But I want to get back more into acting. Actually. Really? Yeah. So now, okay. Yeah. Because as a well, you can do it all, right? And you want to do well, more I creative. Don't know if I can do it all, but I can try my best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's but true. Uh, have fun with it. Then you know, wrote the next strip. It came up also. You know, there's a lot of things about the the transgender community, community and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was no movie made about it. Yeah, and then I, you know, I wanted to make something about it, you know, to support them and stuff. Mm-hmm. I made a movie. It's called They I Am, mm-hmm. which it was actually hard to find somebody. I wanted, I wanted it as real as possible. Yeah, so I was looking for somebody who actually went through it. Mm-hmm. You know, he had yeah. the childhood, do the transition, bullying, the transition mm-hmm. from being a man to mm-hmm. a woman and stuff. So. I wrote a script about that. And after I wrote the script, I started looking for actors, actors and, you know, the yeah. crew. everything was very easy except finding the lead actor who can play this role. Okay. I was actually very challenging. It took me like six months to find the person. Mm. Okay. And then I found the person, the person that I found was experienced, you know, in singing. Oh, the, interesting. Yeah. actually you made the credit song. She, she, she yeah, wrote she, the song wrote, for the credits. No, a friend of mine, with her together, but she sang it. Oh, she sang it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a multi, like you can show off more yeah, well, like, talent. I like to, yeah, I like to involve the, the, the creative, person and the creative part yeah. in totally in, in the whole entire film, not right. only like just oh, the actual yeah. scene. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I see what you're saying. That's awesome. So he had no, she had no acting experience mm-hmm. at the time. So I trained her for, I think three weeks myself mm-hmm. with a, co-assistant director of mine who also had some acting coaching experience. So we trained yeah. all the main actors. And again, I won, I don't remember, I think three or six. 
Oh, wow. So you won yeah. more awards for this yeah. one. Yeah. I've won. Again, yeah. for like the writing and directing or. Yeah. For, yeah. I don't remember. What, what was, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't remember. But it was. Are there any here? Yeah, actually, is that one of them? Let's see. No, this parallel path. <laughs> this one's parallel path. Yeah, too. no, I, and I think that was. We'll get into parallel path next, yeah, but no, I, I, I won several. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think also for the story, and I don't know. If I think she won best actress yeah, too, I think right? She did a best actress. Yeah, yeah, I was. I saw the screening. It was really great. It was awesome. It was yeah. really cool. It's it was really. It touched a lot of people's souls. Yeah, when you tell the truth, but like a story. The I did the more. movie. Actually, I had the idea. I didn't want. Initially, I wasn't sure if I'm going to do it. Right. But I, right. I, I spoke to my acting coach. Yeah. You know, one of the courses I take. Mm-hmm. And I, I called him up. I said, can we have a coffee? Yeah. We had a coffee. And I told him, I'm writing a script about the subject and stuff. Right. And I want to make a movie, but I want to show the reality. Right. I don't want to show any fake yeah, nonsense right. bullshit, you know? And he said to me, I should be very cautious. And if he would be in my shoes, he wouldn't do it. When he said that to me, yeah. I would do it, then I knew I had Then to. you wanted to do it even yeah, more. Yeah, because I, I said to yeah. myself, why? You know, I'm not going to let right. the reality, the truth stop me from from giving the message that I want to give. Them. Right. No, that's fair. And uh, the reason I love films so much is not only the creative thing. Mm-hmm. I always, I mean, you know some of my films and scripts. Mm-hmm. I know all of them. <laughs> I've seen them all. They're great. There's a deep story and deep message. Mm-hmm. In the film. Right. So what I do, I'm, I want to give a message out, but I do it in an entertainment form. Right. So people actually start thinking, hey, oh, what would I do in this situation? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know? Like you leave your audience like guessing. It's yeah. not like, okay, you leave the theater and you just forget about it. Exactly. Because I, I feel like a lot of movies recently, it's, say, it's emotionless. I, a, I, I always say, if I don't t- touch your soul, <laughs> Then I, I would I stop. failed. <laughs> no, I stopped. Yeah, it's true. I stopped making films. Wow. Because if I, if that's you walk deep. Out, that's deep. Well, if you walk, if you walk on the movie and the next day you don't even know what you watched, then you don't like remember. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what did you watch? Like, I don't but I want to make you, I want to make you all the senses that you have come alive. Like right. the sadness, the happiness, the love. Yeah. The you're skin. not afraid like, to tap into yeah. the emotions. So I think only this way. You have a long-term memory about something you, you did, right? Because if you're in with all your senses, mm-hmm. it stays with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Okay, so now after after they I am, you are writing and directing Parallel Path, yeah, which was, is this the one? This is this the short film you actually won the most awards? Yeah, with? I, won, I think I won over thirty awards for that one. Wow, cool! So you submitted to film festivals. It's circulating all over, and then they came up to me, and you know, so back and forth. And I had my assistant, two assistants, they helped me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was getting so many awards that I, I, to be honest, I totally lost track. But there's one of them here, right? You can read what he says. Okay, so even, this one says Silver Award, Parallel Path, Hollywood Gold Awards. Cool. So it's like the silver. There's tier. another one here. There's yeah. Let's see. It's the best director. He says. This one says best director. Parallel path. Bobby Brechtinger. That's awesome. Uh, That's my, really cool. And there's another one behind you. Back, and the plate says honorable mention short script. Parallel path. So it's also for for the script and the writing. It's really exciting so, that you can funny. have a lot of awards. So I received so many awards. Then I started like, what the hell am I going to do with all these awards? Yeah. So I started giving it away. <laughs> to my like, yeah, because a film is made not by one person. 
That's true. So I gave That's true. one to the actors. I gave one to my parents, one to my brother yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That they enjoyed and... I like that you gave it to your crew though, too, because, yeah. you know, when you make a film, it's not just, it's not just the actress and the, and the director, but a lot of times they get kind of more yeah, glorified or like, you know, the spotlight on them. But, you know, you couldn't really make a movie without the exactly. person like holding the gaffer, like, you know, you know, the, the best boy, whatever it is. Like even, even crafty, the person in charge of the food and the snacks, if you don't have the right food and snacks. You're going to have a lot of grumpy people on set. Uh, so I always, I mean, if, if I to give some to the crew mm-hmm. and literally give it to them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, it inspires the next generation, motivates mm-hmm. them, and and as you said, clearly, correctly, it's a teamwork. Mm-hmm. No movie is made by one person. No, and uh, it takes like many, many people to make a good movie. Yeah, unfortunately, we see a lot of same similar movies now. Right, and uh, one of my goals, what I do right now, is you know. Because uh, living in Europe and America, mm-hmm. you can see the differences between mm-hmm. both of them. The Europeans, for my taste, yeah, they're a little bit very artistic, but a little bit too conservative. Oh, okay. The, the Americans are very flashy, right? Very repetitive, yeah, and always. So you're ha- trying to like kind of happy, tape them exactly. too, and <laughs> and always with happy ending and right. lots of colors. Right. But I love the art, artistic mm-hmm. style of Europe. Mm-hmm. So what I think. The perfect balance. solution balance right. would be actually combining that. So yeah. that's what I have been doing. It and cool. did that in Parallel Path very clearly. I actually want to talk about Parallel Path because it touches on a very important subject matter, especially because it's still happening every single day in America and the United States. And it happens more around the world too, but more in the United States, unfortunately. So it's actually about a sh- like school shootings, yeah. mass shootings, which is actually a very very bad thing going on in the United States right now. There's another subject that I spoke to several people. I had this idea, if somebody can plan a school shooting, they can do way, way bigger. Mm. It's actually very simple what, in today's so, technology. Like what do you mean? For example, a school shooting happens in Japan or in America or in Europe, but with today's, you know, and usually it's younger kids, school, you know, like bitter, bullied kids, mm-hmm. they can team up through internet to simultaneously coordinate it, do it in 10 countries at the same time. I had that, I mean, as bad as it is, right. I had that idea in my mind. It, somehow it popped in my mind. What if somebody plans a school shoot and teams up? But like mastermind. Yeah, mastermind. Did and yeah, exactly. Did mastermind it. mass shooting. That would be and literally do, terrible. Exactly. Do it like in multiple countries. Okay. And that came to my mind. That thought alone, it was like. It kind shocking. Of, yeah, Terrifying. shocking. It like yeah. electrocized me. Yeah. I couldn't let it go anymore. Yeah. That's all you're thinking about. You're like, I need to write a script. No, not only write a script, also warn people. Mm -hmm. Write a script to inform people a lot worse is possible. Yeah. But how can I do that now in inform? It's like a it's like a PSA, like an emergency message, but in an art form. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I see. Mm -hmm. So I started also speaking to people about that. Uh, so what's the script about? So you're everybody actually say, Oh, that's a crazy subject that you have to, yeah, that alone is already like, no, it's not because the one thing I can do as a Mm -hmm. filmmaker is make the audience aware. If Mm -hmm. I make you aware of something, Mm -hmm. then you're willing to go to learn more about it, right? To understand more about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was trying to do to make the audience aware. Yeah. Worked very. I'm glad. Great. I mean, yeah, like that's the right uh, awareness. We about 30 awards of it, so right. you know, initially I thought people are gonna hate me for it, but 
you know, you have to dare. But why? Because it's a such a dark subject. You felt, did you yeah, feel like you were going to get a sensitive subject? Right. Such a, but even a, there's a lot of like films out there on sensitive topics, and I feel like we need to like yeah, make you know, movies. I know, but like you know, people want to see happy end. That's true. But, I mean, I like happy endings too, but sometimes yeah, life true. isn't always that yeah. happy. <laughs> so what I like is, as I said, I want to touch all your senses. Yeah. I want to give you. I want to give some food for your mind, mm-hmm. and I want to make you aware. Okay. If I can make you a little bit aware, I am certain that you will take the next step mm-hmm. to learn more about it or to do more about right. it. And that's what I try to do. So the concept of this movie was very, very unique and interesting. I okay. think it's not, I've never heard or seen any. I have, yeah, I haven't seen it. So I, when I heard the idea, I was, I was like, you have to do it. You might, might, you might want to. No, no, we want to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, the way I thought about it, because I thought about, you know, mass shooting coordinated by two totally opposite kids mm-hmm. living in different countries. Mm, okay. So organized, planning it together. It. Yeah. Because mass, most of this stuff is over time. Nobody gets up today. And, and it's like, today I'm going to do it. Right. It's prepared. Like they're carrying the anger and right. stuff like that. You know, being bullied. Or Something whatever. led them to yeah. like it. So, yeah. there is a, at the time in Europe was the refugee crisis. Mm-hmm which caused a lot of hatred. Mm-hmm. And I was here myself and I saw it mm-hmm. when I came to Europe. Mm-hmm. And in America, there was like more school shooting, more gun, yeah. gun violence and people were against guns and this and that. But a lot of cruel. However, I'm, I don't care about those things, the political things. Yeah. All I want to give the information mm-hmm. and the entertainment factor. Right. So I decided to make a, you know, take a homosexual woman mm-hmm. who is going through a troubled relationship with a, Underaged girl. Oh, she's like yeah, okay. like 15, 16. So she's right. Like, They're both in high school. She's like a senior, and she the other one is like okay, a, okay, okay, a little younger. Yeah, like a in high school. They have the secret affair. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows except the brother of the young girl. Yeah, and uh, somehow it leaked out. Okay, just yeah. like things in high yeah. school get yeah, out. I guess <laughs> out, and then they'll. Everybody's bullying that girl because she's a... Because you know, now they're less... Yeah, she's couple. dating this young girl. Right, she's younger. Okay. People are bullying her. And, and the young girl, of course, is fearing for her life because her parents find out and this and the whole community that is a little mm-hmm. small town. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to happen to me? My parents find out. That they, right. She literally says they're going to kill me and stuff. Like Which that. is no. crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. The only one who knew it was the brother. The only right. brother was okay with it. Right. On the other side of the pond... In Europe, in Germany, mm-hmm. there's a little young boy, uh, also like seven In high school, in like high school, maybe yeah. a junior or something. Yeah, and he is in love with this girl in his class. And they have actually a very good relationship. She likes him, he likes him. But Yeah. And as I said, a lot of refugees came to Europe during the time. Mm-hmm. And she started a new kid come into the class, which yeah. he's a refugee. Kid, okay. But he's a good-looking older kid. Right. And this girl that he likes... Start liking so, him and going out with him. Oh, okay. And Drama. now he sees that as a rivalry. Oh, and okay. he's getting jealous, progressively more jealous and more aggressive, more aggressive. Right. He has a father. Right. He's like. I was gonna say, what are the parent like yeah, situations like? Is this? A, because a lot of like this that like, comes from like family home, like your family home, not just that, but like also what you, you entertain yourself with, what your video games and inter- like movies, whatever you watch, like yeah. you hang around with, and, all that has a factor. And this is uh, indicated in the film. You see that he plays violent movie games. Okay, video games. Video games. Yeah, oh, sorry, video games. Sorry. Yeah. 
and uh, the father is makes some comments like some racist, like racist comments. comments. Okay, and because there are so many refugees, when they're driving the car, he makes like some oh look at all these scumbags and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see this is uh, oh, he's he, catching up with him, and he's like mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this guy came, he's a problem. He's an he issue. came from a different country in my country, stealing and my, my girl. girlfriend. Yeah, oh god. So yeah. now that he's but he's playing mm-hmm. video games, this violent video games mm-hmm. online with other people. And he's really close to the girl in America, the lesbian girl. She's that, also playing yeah, video games. Yeah, they're playing the same game. Okay. So yeah, which is a very common, common thing, thing with, with the Xbox video games in yeah. general. Like you can play multiplayer and you can play all over the world. with people that you don't right. know. I mean, I've even played, but not like violent games, but, you know, everyone has played at least once, yeah, I mean, which is I know crazy to Many, think, many right. kids do that nowadays. Right. Games. Even my brother's son plays international. He has friends in Australia. Yeah, all over the world, right? Yeah. yeah. And they exchange the talk. So yeah. then these two become close to each other and the talk. Okay. And she tells her about her worries and what's happening to her relationship. Like their, their yeah. issues. And he's talking about his issue, about right. his refugee taking, trying Venting, to take his girls, angry. And they're hyping each other's anger out. Ooh. So it's actually... Toxicity. The, exactly. <laughs> the, the feeling of each other's negativity. Right. And the momentum becomes bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And that the plan to go to do, actually to fulfill this right. assignment at the same time. So now they're deciding to plan a mass exactly. shooting at each of their so, schools. Yeah. And the girl is kind of, because she's so angry because, oh, uh, I mean... Because I they bully her, right? Yeah, bully right. her. Without something giving bad too much happens away. to the younger yeah. girl. Okay. And she's so angry that she wants to revenge. Okay. And okay. she's telling this guy in Germany, I want to get my revenge via video game and headsets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to do the same thing. Aren't you a man? Aren't you German? The Germans are tough guys. Oh, so she's, shit. she's egging him on to yeah. do bad things. Okay. So then they, and then without giving it anything to the way, cause you can actually watch the movie yeah, on, on Amazon, Amazon prime, right? Parallel path. Parallel path. Um, I mean, obviously we can kind of put two and two together of how, the, how it would go down if two people playing a mass shooting at the same time. Yeah. What was your, were you actually able to come and direct simultaneously, like no, in America actually, and in Austria? Actually, on the screening, that was the major part that people couldn't understand because I do crazy stuff. Maybe <laughs> I'm a crazy myself, but, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I decided to do that simultaneously because the dialogues had to be such when she's playing in the video game and then immediately he has to right, yeah, right, yeah, decode it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be filmed simultaneously, but how can I be in two places at the and, same time, in different places, different right. continents in the world. So teleportation. No, yeah, <laughs> so I decided to put in my connections in Europe yeah. and, uh, Put, in, put together a crew. So you had your like your Austrian crew, and then you had your and German your, your crew. Cali, I, I, crew. Yeah, I, crew. Yeah. So I hired this girl, a German girl, as an assistant. She helped me okay. to put up the crew. I interviewed them by you know with, with the iPad. Shout out iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Shout you know out, the new uh, technology. Internet. I guess right. Yeah, it's crazy only, what you can do now. Yeah, that's too. Pretty, uh, right. possible with the technology. So, yeah. uh, but I didn't really think about it. But afterwards, it's actually kind of revolutionizing. Yeah. When, when the other directors heard about the. I can believe that's possible. Right. Right. And just, to get that kind of performance. Again, it too, wasn't, it wasn't like, like, yeah, it wasn't something that I planned. Right. I just did it because I wanted to make the movie happen. Yeah. 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 So how are you able to, so you, you're, you have an iPad, you're directing through an iPad. Yeah. So first I got the crew in America. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I knew which scenes it was actually quite hard to split the scenes. Mm-hmm. This is, has to be in America. At right. This time, yeah, Germany. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
And yeah, it's like different time zones yeah, different too. So you're also trying to plan. I didn't see. You have to basically be awake all day because. Yeah, but I didn't see the scenes finished in Europe. Okay. Just what I. So you have to put it, a lot yeah. of trust in your crew as well. Yeah. Back to like so trusting. So I interviewed all the crew and got the right yeah. crew together, and also in America. And then the actor, the, the male actor in yeah, Europe. Yeah, the main guy. Yeah, he had no acting experience. Oh, so wow. I, Impressive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, with the iPad, <laughs> I went three weeks with him through the whole script. Yeah. And I told him exactly what I want to see. So I was you like FaceTime him. and stuff? Yeah, FaceTime. Oh, awesome. Two, three times. Okay. A couple hours until I was comfortable with his acting. Yeah. You know, I would give him hands, this, mm-hmm. and, you know, based on my own experience. And actually won Best Actor. <laughs> that's awesome. First time acting. And yeah, then also, best that's impressive. What was your favorite scene to, to do with him in that? in that? Like, or what are you most proud of that he was able to accomplish in that scene? I well, it was amazing for him. Actually, to be honest, when I interviewed him, I hated his acting. There were way better actors than him. Mm-hmm. Than Interesting. Him. Okay. I, I, I hated his acting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want him. But my AD said to me, uh, he really wants that, and look-wise, he had the look I wanted. Right. But acting-wise, he was the last person. But if he's trainable, that's okay. Well, I didn't know that. Right. So then I I spoke to the assistant director in, in, in Europe, and I said, hey, and she said, maybe let's try training for a couple yeah, days yeah, and yeah. to see. That's fair, yeah. Rehearsal. And I rehearsal a couple of days with him, and I saw the improvement slow, but then I, I kept pushing him mm-hmm. and then I saw improvement mm-hmm. and I knew I had a certain amount of time yeah, yeah, that yeah, I can yeah, do it. Yeah. And actually on the end, he, su- he surprised me. That's both awesome. of them surprised me because I was yeah. actually amazed how good they acted mm-hmm. from never being an actor. Mm-hmm. They were, they were studying acting. Like, they were never, but like, and then to win awards yeah. like right away. That's awesome. That's huge. So then I, I did the Americans in a part. And then at the same time, while I'm on set in the American part, mm-hmm. The morning in the Europe. You on the iPad. <laughs> with my AD in yeah, Europe, yeah. speaking to the actors, hey, before you do the scene, come on, you got to do this, that, that, that. Right. And then, yeah. And, we and then did it. art was created. Yeah, uh, it was created. We did it. Yeah. And I, I had actually kind of good feeling from the beginning. Everything went very smooth. I was... Mm-hmm. You know, and I had a limit, very limited budget to do that. Right. And that Which was actually, more impressive. Yeah. That's the hard part. You know, if you have unlimited money, it's easy to do anything. Right. right. So we did it, we cut it, we added some music to it and it worked out. And then we applied and I was submitted it and I was very positively surprised that I got so that many positive good. feedback. Yeah. They, the film festivals, they write me, Oh, we want you to part of this and stuff. But unfortunately, it happened during COVID time. So you, and yeah. Then, as soon as I applied and I started winning the awards, it was all during COVID. Oh, like, no. So you couldn't go to the awards <laughs> so shows. I won, I don't know, something yeah. over 30, but yeah. I never went to one award. <laughs> so it kind of well, hopefully now going forward, you can go to future award shows because I think they're kind of like, you know, organizing it around COVID now. Yeah. It's slowly getting better. Oh, oh cool. It's, that's awesome. That's like a crazy journey, like, you know, from... Being a dancer, to pilot, <laughs> to to acting, producing, then writing well, and directing. Yeah, you have to try it all. To really feel, yeah. What is the perfect thing for you? But I must say, everything that I did, mm-hmm. even the things that I didn't enjoy yeah. and hated, <laughs> it helped and contribute to the end result. That's a good. And that's what, yeah, that's what you got to look. Mm-hmm. You might do something now that you don't like, mm-hmm. but exactly that part will help you sometimes in the future. In some other thing. 
it's all connected. It's all, yeah, I was, I was actually going to like to finish off. I was going to say, what is like some advice you could give someone who, you know, wants to enter the film film industry, wants to write or direct or, or or like, doesn't even know yet, you know, like someone that wants to join, but might not have that. In the film industry, I would say, if you don't, if you haven't felt it since your childhood, leave your finger from it. Really? It has to be part of you. Mm-hmm. Film is not just, it's like, a, I want to be a painter. You can learn how to paint, but you will never be the best. Mm-hmm. The same with acting, dancing. That's what I realized. I never knew I was a dancer until I studied ballet. And then the teacher approached me and said, you can take free lessons. She saw the talent in me. I didn't know oh, that because I was okay. a kid. Anyway, if you, I always say you have to wake up. The thought has to be the first thought in your mind. Mm-hmm. During the day, it has to always haunt you. When you go to sleep, it has to be the last thought. Yeah. It has to be, as I said, you have to become it. Mm-hmm. Only if you feel so strongly about it, that's then follow it. So make your passion to your actual job mm-hmm. because then it's not a job, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's something that you love. Right. You would do 12, like yourself, you do 12 hour days, 16 hour days. Mm-hmm. For sometimes little money, but I love it. You love it <laughs> but I love it because that's you, right? And if you just look at about the money, the money you would never. Mm-hmm. Then you're selling yourself for a certain value, right? And there's other things you could do for money if that's really. Yeah, like, eventually, when you're good in something, and you're doing the right thing, and you're walking the right path, mm-hmm. opportunities will come to you. Doors will open, but you have to prove yourself first, right? People have to see your talent. People have to see that you. You're so dedicated mm-hmm. to it and you're so good mm-hmm. and you love it so much, then slowly doors will open. But nothing happens. As I said, Rome wasn't built in one day. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Well, for one more thing I have to Oh, say okay. He's like, it's not over yet. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I wrote the 10 episodes for a TV okay. series that I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. The whole entirety of the TV episode is called 100 Minutes. Okay. The different episodes. Yeah. Every episode is different, Okay, but they cross one another. Oh, somewhere. they all connect. Yeah. But every story is different. Okay. It's already finished. I already got it certi- certified by yeah. American Writers Guild yeah. and stuff. So this is going to be my next project. My Exciting. first episode. And it's in a area that I've never done, which is I have a master's in science. Yeah. Science. Yeah. So I love science. So it's actually sci-fi, but the conscious, subconscious one. The areas, Ooh, wow, that's gonna the go areas that are gray that we uh, that we always like, wonder is about. Is dream true? Yeah, because when you like, dream, is that something in our yeah. waking life? Like, For example, when you dream, right? At that time, when you dream, you, you know, your body's yeah, it feels real, numb, sure. yeah, but it feels real too. Yeah, so it goes like to territories where we question ourselves at all times. Unknown, unknown, yeah. Interesting. And, and every episode has a different tag, like observation, yeah, simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unique. And then they all connect yeah, to one big story. Yeah, I'm very excited story. about this one. And I think this one is definitely going to win Son of Wars. I actually believe that this would be my best work that I've ever done. Well, I'm excited. That's going to be great. That's going to be really cool to see. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank it was so great talking to you. To yeah, flying all the way over here. Well, I'm coming next week to a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to do a follow-up after you do your 100 minutes and see where we're at with that. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Forward. I hope you're part of the 100 minutes. I well. hope so too. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. The R-Rated Podcast.